The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 through 3. Thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Here ends the first reading. Social media throws quotations at us every day. I share one of the brainy quotes almost every day. But not all of the other quotes are reliable. One that has been popular on the internet as posts and memes is the quote, The problem with quotes on the internet is that no one can confirm their authenticity. This quote is attributed to Abraham Lincoln. I'm hoping most people would realize that this is impossible. However, you never know these days what people will believe. There's a website called Quote Investigator that offers examinations of the dubious origins of familiar quotations. Yogi Bear is often credited as saying, always go to the other people's funerals, otherwise they won't go to yours. But guess what? The line appeared first in a novel in 1876, before Barrow was born. Mark Twain is quoted as saying, The more I know about people, the better I like dogs. Well, that's a funny observation, one that seems to fit the humor of Twain. But credit goes to a French book from 1822. And Marilyn Monroe reportedly said, Give a girl the right shoes and she can conquer the world. But there is no evidence for this quotation. Actually, credit should go to Bette Midler, who said in 1985, Give a girl the correct footwear and she can conquer the world. In the world of quotes, there are many that people believe are from the Bible. Does the Bible say, God will not give you more than you can handle? Many Christians believe so, but you won't find it in the Holy Scriptures. This is one of the many quotations inaccurately attributed to the Bible. Others include, This too shall pass. Cleanliness is next to godliness. God works in mysterious ways. Everything happens for a reason. Love the sinner, hate the sin. God helps those who help themselves. Well, guess what? The Bible doesn't make any of these claims. We need to be careful because the words of the prophet Isaiah in today's first reading can be easily misunderstood and misapplied. When God says through the prophet, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you, God is not saying, I will not give you more than you can handle. Nor is God promising this too shall pass. No, the message is really very different. 
So what is the actual message of God to us as it comes through the prophet Isaiah? What does God mean by the words, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you? This single quotation cannot stand alone, like a clever and humorous observation by Mark Twain. Rather, it needs to be understood in the context of the exile of the people of Israel. For about 60 years, the people of Israel lived in captivity in Babylon, far from their homes in Palestine. They were feeling discouraged, dispirited, and depressed, wondering if they would ever be able to return. But as their exile was about to end, Isaiah reminded them that God had created them, formed them, and called them by name. You are mine, says the Lord. You are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. After decades of darkness, a light began to dawn. The deep doubts of the people were being replaced by the assurance of God's care and protection. Notice that Isaiah didn't promise an easy path for the people of Israel, or for us. He didn't say, if you pass through the waters, but rather, when you pass through the waters. Swirling waters will come, right along with raging rivers and searing fires. But in the face of all of these challenges, I will be with you, promises God. Isaiah never said that God will not give you more than you can handle, implying that God is the source of threatening waters rivers, fires, and flames. The Isaiah text of today's reading does not say that God pulls us into turbulent waters, pushes us into the fires, or burdens us with testing and temptations. These things happen because of our own actions, individually or collectively, because of external forces beyond our control, or because adversity is simply a part of the nature of life. Instead, Isaiah understood God to be powerful and compassionate, a God who is always with and for us. God is with and for us when we face troubles of our own, but God does not impose these difficulties on us. Instead, God chooses to be powerful and compassionate toward us when we are in the eye of the hurricane. As Isaiah said, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. After hearing these verses, some might say that God works in mysterious ways. God is mysterious, transcendent, and ineffable, but his actions are clear. God's power and compassion are seen most clearly in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, the one whom God called, my son, the beloved, and said, with you I am well pleased. When Jesus passed through a storm on the Sea of Galilee, God was with him. When he faced the opposition of scribes and Pharisees, he was not overwhelmed. When he walked through Holy Week, he was not burned. And even his death on the cross did not end his life forever. On Easter morning, God worked powerfully to raise him to new life. And by that act of God, we are given the gift of salvation. Jesus, the one who showed us how to trust God's words. Do not fear, for I am with you. 
These words are the opposite of the lion so often tossed around in Christian circles. God helps those who help themselves. Remember, God didn't say that. No, the truth is that God helps those who can't help themselves, and the knowledge that this is our God, a God of mercy, grace, forgiveness, and compassion, a God that has always been with us, should help us live in faith and work to advance God's will in the world. When we put our trust in God, we discover that we are never alone in the face of the challenges of life. Not that this eliminates all of our fears. I wish I could be fearless, but I'm fully aware of all my fears. I fear failure, not being good or smart enough, and drawing criticism. I fear that my weaknesses will outweigh my strengths. I fear walking on bridges and swimming. I almost drowned in our backyard pool when I was five. I thought it was a good idea to teach myself how to swim. Well, not so. Fortunately, my sister found me and pulled me out of the water. The image of being underwater, unable to save myself, was a recurring nightmare when I was paralyzed from Guillain-Barre syndrome. The reading of scripture by a seminary intern, the encouraging words of so many people, the cards and children's artwork that covered the walls of my hospital room, helped me through this time, even though the nightmares continued. I discovered that God is with me through others, even as I walked through this dark valley. I found that God's promise to provide support and comfort through the shadowed valleys of our life. Christ invites us into a community of people who are called by God's name and created for God's glory. God shows us how to live a life of service to others with faith in God and a willingness to pray. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The focus is on God and others, not ourselves. In our darkest places, we discover that God is our support. And what God says through the prophet Isaiah is true. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Do not fear, for I am with you. And finally, our Lord helps us in difficult times, not because we have helped ourselves, but because we are precious in God's sight, honored by God, and eternally loved. Amen.